Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, praise God. Welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff podcast. Uh, as Daryl Boucher, and uh, we're on we're on uh, session number two of uh, just dealing with our memories. And uh, you know, as as we were dealing with this um, last time, we were just introducing this subject of reconciling our memories to the Lordship of Jesus, and how that Paul said in Philippians three that uh, in that that you know. He hadn't apprehended certain things that he knew were rightfully his, but he also knew that the, the the answer to this was not, you know, he didn't say this one thing I do is is I fast and pray all the time or I take authority over the devil because of these things. There are things, obviously, there's things we need to fast for, things we need to pray for, things we need to you know, enter into spiritual warfare over. This is not one of those things. Okay, uh, Jesus actually actually wrought the victory for us. He literally purchased the victory for us. He literally spoiled all principality and power for us, so we can actually walk in the higher things of God. So we can walk in these things. And so Paul, he came to this place of of realizing that if he was going to actually transition from the life he was living to what he knew was available to him, that the one thing that needed to be dealt with was going to be his past. He was going to have to, he goes, one thing that I do. He didn't say, I have a list of 10 things to do. He goes, I have one thing to do. I forget those things which are behind, and I press toward that which, which is, is in front of me. And so that tells me that, like, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen these things. Um, oh, they're at, like, the, I don't know, like, a. Uh, we used to have like church activities where we'd we'd rent these big blow up you know like slides and bouncy houses and stuff like this and they had thing uh, something called a, a bungee run and and uh, and what it was was you would like uh you 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 know just be on the ground and you you'd attach it like a bungee big 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 bungee t- t- tether cord to your back and the whole point was you would run as fast as you could and you were trying to reach and grab you know these things off of like a, a wall that had velcroed things on them and the thing is you know for the first whatever it was 20 or 30 feet you're running fine because the bungee cord hasn't come to its end yet but then when the bungee cord comes to its end then you're like you know these people they would hit that they hit the end of the bungee cord and they're just like trying to just reach but but understand that that's the picture I get when I when I see what Paul's saying here. I, I see that you know we can go for a while and we can make a lot of progress, and and we can we can just like you know kind of get you know just get some good momentum going you know in the things of God, and we can begin to uh, appropriate certain things in our life. And we're like, yeah, praise God, I'm saved. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I I'm growing in in prophecy. I'm growing in the gift of tongues, interpretation. I'm growing in these different things. Da 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 da. Just like Paul, he had all these things that he had walked in and actually seen tremendous growth in. But he's like, there's still things. There's still things I haven't apprehended yet. So it's like you, you're, 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 there's certain things that you're reaching toward and you, you hit the end of the bungee cord and now it's this huge struggle and it just seems like it's barely out of reach. And Paul is saying, you know what, the, 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 that, that tether, the, that bungee cord that's actually tying me to something, the thing that's literally causing me not to, to, to be able to reach what I know is available to me, that's called my past. That's called my memory. That's called the, the, you know, the, 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 the leverage and the influence that my past still has over my mind and over my thought processes. And Paul goes, I, just, I know there's one thing holding me back. It's a stupid bungee cord called my past. And he goes, I, it's, he, he's literally admitting that it still has this influence over him. And if we don't 
purpose to deal with our past, then our past still has hold over us, whether we know it or not. Because we should be limitless, right? We're designed to walk in limitlessness. I say this all the time, and and uh, and and I, you know, this is we we are no different here than we will be in heaven. The only difference is we'll have a glorified body. That's it. But Jesus proved, you know, that that you know, here when when he rose again and he had his glorified body for forty days, he was trying to show what we are supposed to walk in. That we are supposed to walk in this this limitless reality while on the earth. We're literally supposed to steward heaven on the earth. We're supposed to steward a limitless kingdom while still walking in a mortal body. And that's why the Holy Spirit quickens this mortal body, not just so that you know we we're not sick. It's so that we literally allow the Holy Spirit, God Himself, empowers this mortal body. Body to do things that other mortal bodies can't do. Okay, and so, uh, but but the, what what you know, you know as we talk about certain things, and we've all been in services like this, or or heard or said things like this, where you you say something and your mind goes, uh, you know, it's like your mind your mind wants to believe that, but your mind's like, yeah, but what about you know? Well, the the what about when 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 we have that internal voice, or even maybe we voice it, we're like, yeah, but what about this? The moment we say, what about this, or we think, what about this, or what about that, what we're saying is, I've experienced something, or I've seen something, or I witnessed something, or I've just walked through something that actually is in contradiction to that truth. And so even in that thought of the what about, we are telling on ourselves that our past still defines something. Our past is still saying the word of God is not true. It's it's less true than your experience. It's less true than 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 what you've witnessed. It's less true than you know. I mean, th- there's a reason why the 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 you know, all the disciples freaked out when Jesus walked on the water, and it was because they had never seen anybody walk on water. So they, they, they so they had no experiential evidence to prove that they could do that. In fact, all they'd ever seen people do is swim in water, sink in water, drown in water. You know, they'd seen you know all co- different responses to water with the human body, but never a human body walk on water. And so Peter was the only one who who chose to question his relationship to water based on Jesus. He chose to question that, and that's what we need to do. When we see things in the Word, we the, the, that the the Word of God is not there to to you know um, you know even expose things. It's there to invite us to do different things. It's, it's an invitation for us to walk in limitlessness. But if if we're always like, well, yeah, but what about you know my aunt so and so, or what about all these other people, and but what about the fact that nobody's ever done that before? So what? It doesn't matter. See, all those things are telling us that our past is still trying to define our future. And that's why Paul said, hey, the, the, the one thing that is actually stopping me, the one area of my life that's stopping me from walking in what I know is rightfully mine is my past. And and if we hear Paul this great man of God, I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he was he was a great man of God, and he did amazing things. And like I said, he walked in more revelation than anybody on the planet at that time, and yet he's going, uh, my revelation is 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 literally not going to do it right now. It's going to be my relationship to my past. And he goes, now I have to forget those things behind. I have to literally choose to take a different approach to my memories and to my past. And, um, and so... Uh, you know, no, once again, uh, memory in and of itself, if it's redeemed, if it's reconciled to God, is a very, very powerful thing. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit, uh, maybe in this session here right now, about 
uh, what our memory is supposed to be like in our life, and uh, and and that way we can, that way we don't we don't look at memory as a villain, okay, and uh, we don't look at it as like oh man it's just it's it, it's the thing holding me back. No, memory itself isn't holding us back. It's the it's it's what our memories are about, really. And and granted, I mean, first of all, let's let's think about human memory real quick. Um, you know, obviously, we all have memories from when we were kids. I keep bumping my microphone, so it keeps rattling a little bit. Anyway, um, but we all have memories from when we were kids, and um, and what the funny thing about that is, you know, we we tend to we tend to take memories and the good memories we put them on a pedestal, right? And uh, the bad memories we just wrestle with all the time, or whatever, um, or we just try to forget about them, or we do whatever. But but what we have to understand is even even the good memories as as from when we were kids and stuff those memories are are not eternally accurate and let me let me <laughs> discern that a little bit or def- define that a little bit um okay so like you know i i have i have three uh, three siblings uh, um one of my sisters has passed away but I, I i have two others that are still on the earth and i'm the youngest of of the four right i'm the youngest of the four and so my my brother he's 6 years older than me and he is the oldest of us so he's 6 years older than me so when i was 6 years old he was 12 years old now if we were to sit and talk about something that we both experienced my memory would be different than his memory even though I would give, I might even you know have the, the facts right. I mean, we might actually be talking about the same facts, and we might actually, you know, you understand that that you know, number one, you know, human memory is subjected to a lot of things, and that's why even in in you know the legal systems, as far as you know, in the courtrooms and stuff, eyewitness accounts are not thought of very highly anymore because eyewitness accounts, you know, they're just, they just they can be all over the place. But even if your facts are right, even if even if if me and my brother are sitting there talking about an event that we both experienced at the same time, same day, same hour, same moment, and we were both witnessing the same thing, right? And we, we the, and so we could have the same facts down, just like just like to the T. We could be like, oh yeah, it happened at this time, this date, this hour, and here's what exactly happened. The problem with that is I'm filtering it through a six-year-old mind. He is filtering it through a 12-year-old mind. And so we, we have a perspective that's been skewed by our perception at the time. We have a perception, even though we might have the facts right, our perceptions are very, very different. And so if you've ever talked, if you have siblings and you've ever talked about things that you guys experienced, you'll find that you experienced the same events in very different ways. And so our memories are not accurate to, uh, they're, they're accurate, they're, they're, they're what I call temporally accurate. In other words, their temporal mindedness is, is, is their, their temporal minded accuracy. So they're accurate to my perception. They're accurate to what I, what I was thinking about at the time. They're accurate to my, they're accurate to my age. I remember, you know, <laughs> years ago, um, I remember I was I was with a friend of mine, uh, and uh, he he's from Oklahoma, and and at the time I lived in Oklahoma, but he and I were driving th- through Portland, Oregon. And that's of course I up until nine years old I lived in Portland, and so, uh, so I remember there was a house that we lived in, and uh, we call it the Pink House, um, and I don't even know it, it maybe it wasn't pink I don't know you know anymore I question everything about my memory I don't know but we call it the Pink House so I'm assuming it was pink. Um, but it was, uh, it was over off Foster Road in Portland. And, uh, and so, 
Uh, one time, though, uh, me and my friend from Oklahoma, we were driving through Portland, and I just wanted to take him down that neighborhood. Just t- just kind of go out of the way a little bit, take him, drive him down that neighborhood and say, oh, yeah, this is where I lived for several years as a child. And, uh, and uh, we, now I have a lot of memories from that time period, a lot of fun memories. You know, not all of them were great, but I have a lot of fun memories from that time period. And, and there's a lot of kids that, that were on that block, and we all played together and did different things. So anyway, one of the things that we would do, though, as there was a house uh, down the end of the block, and and uh, the 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 kid that lived in the house, her name was Shelly, and uh, and so, uh, but we would go. I remember going down to that house, and in the summertime, and I, I guess she must have had a sprinkler system or something. I don't remember exactly what, but but I remember like we would just as kids, you know, just having fun. We were like I'm like I'm like five years old, six years old, whatever, and we would just roll down like her lawn down basically to the sidewalk and get up and and walk up, back up to her house and roll down the hill. I don't know. We were just kids. as before, you know, Game Boys and, and you know, uh, you know, whatever, online gaming and stuff, obviously, because we found other things to do. So anyway, <laughs> we were rolling down this hill, right? And so, uh, so I remember, though, I'm taking my friend Darren. We're, we're driving down the road, and I'm pointing out different houses, and I'm pointing out different things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we used to do this here, this there, da 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 whatever. And so we're driving down the road, and we came we came to the end of, of the block and there was Shelly's house and it looked very similar to what I remembered. Uh, um, you know, I didn't remember a lot about the house, but I remembered certain, certain features of the house and it looked very similar. It was right where it was supposed to be at the end of the block. And the thing is I'm looking at it and it's like her, her lawn was flat. She has a flat lawn, that, that house. And you can tell the house is exactly where it used to be. The sidewalks where it used to be. So the grade couldn't have changed because otherwise it would have had to have lowered the whole house. Literally, she has a flat lawn. And I'm just thinking, man, my memory is so messed up here because I have a distinct memory of rolling down this hill from the side of her house to the sidewalk. And that hill literally was never there. She has a flat lawn. We were basically just rolling around in a lawn is what we were doing. That's that's what we were doing. And so I don't even know why. I don't even know why it was so fun. But man, we 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 did this over and over again in in the summertime. And so uh, anyway, it just showed me, I remember driving there past that house and man, my memory was so challenged and I had to, I had to realize, wow, my memory is so wrong from how it actually was. And like I said, even if we have our facts, right, our perspective is still based on a temporal mind in a temporal situation, based on a temporal perspective, based on you know our age and the circumstances and everything else, so that we don't really know what happened in any given situation. God is the only one know. He's the only one who's omniscient, so he's the only one who actually knows every part of that scenario, every part of that circumstance. He's the only one who knows those things. And so for me to even say that my memory is accurate, and you understand, I have a pretty good factual-based memory. And, and I mean, I, you know, of course, that's, school was easy to me because I could memorize whatever information and regurgitate that on test day. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I and, and there's a lot, of, a lot of trivial information that I have stored in my computer between my ears that I can pull up. And, uh, and it's just like, blah, here it is, you know, <coughs> excuse me. But, um, but understanding that, that, that just because I can, I can recall factual information doesn't mean that my memory about an event is, is fact is, is accurate because I can tell you possibly, maybe, you know, what happened on what day at what time, but now, like I said, I question those things because I realize that my memory has been skewed by a lot of things. 
But the only one that can actually tell me what was actually happening, what was actually happening based on eternal perspectives is God alone. And I think, you know, this is this is why it's imperative that we reconcile our memories to the things of God, that we that we stop holding a value system based on our memory. Okay. I think that's one of the best ways to put that. Is that, you know, that's what Paul was saying. He's like, I, I literally have to stop placing a value system on my memories that number one are holding me back. Number two, they're not even accurate. They're not based on a limitless omniscience. They're based on my perspective at the time. So they're limited to a perspective. And so if I'm still drawing from my memory to, to, to give me anything, really, if I'm still drawing on my memory to give me something, then, I'm, then I'm, I'm, I am basically training my heart to draw from a temporal brain or a temporal consciousness to fuel things. And we're not supposed to be fueled by temporal consciousness. We're supposed to set our minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. But if I'm constantly drawing from a natural memory source to even give me joy or to give me you know, sentiment or nostalgic feelings or whatever, then what I'm doing is I'm training my heart to value natural things or, or, or temporal consciousness instead of eternal mindsets. And so... So I just want us to to to, to begin to to understand. There's there's a reason why, um, you know, in John chapter 14, uh, you know, uh, uh, the apostle John by the Holy Spirit, he, he you know, he's quoting Jesus, and Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will come and he will he will literally guide you in all truth, and he'll bring back things to your remembrance. He goes, he'll actually bring back. Every, now let me just let me just pull this up because I don't want to I don't want to misquote it necessarily, and. Um, uh, but here, let's see, John chapter 14. Let's see how quickly I can get there. Oops. Come on. Yep. But it's so imper- imperative as I pull this up that we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to be that which governs our memory. And because uh, memory by itself is not wrong. Uh, here he says, okay, John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But the comforter, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring th- all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So here he, he says, the Holy Spirit, and we know, we know just, just as... as um, he says he's going to teach us all things. We know just right after this, he also says, and he's going to show you things to come. So he's saying the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things. He's going to actually show you things to come, and he's also going to re- bring things back to your remembrance, the things that Jesus said to me. Now, what I love about this is that uh, we have to begin to understand the, the the power of memory, and then we once we understand the power of memory, then we begin to understand why the Holy Spirit needs to be the one who governs our memory. Because when we know that we know that that memory can hold us in prisons, memory can can cause us to walk in a limited consciousness of things. It can literally, I mean, memory, you know. Uh, um, we can have a, a such a corrupted memory that we can remember things wrong and judge people based on that. Something that happened maybe 30, 40 years ago, we have a perspective of what happened, but because we don't know the full truth of it, because we don't have a full consciousness of it, we don't have the omniscience of it, we only have our perspective of what happened, then suddenly we can judge people and we can be critical about people, not even knowing what they were going through, not knowing what really happened, not knowing what their role was, it, not knowing. What 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 was going on? Really, I mean, I've had people talk to me about things, and they, they were like, "Hey, I remember when when you did this or you did that," and I'd be like, "Yeah, but did you know the whole story to that?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" I go, "Well, here's what I was doing. Here's what the Lord was talking to me about. Here's what He had me to do." And they're like, "Well, I didn't know." Well, they never asked 
They were just, they had held me in a prison of judgment and criticalness and basically unforgiveness for decades because they never bothered to ask what even my side of it was. And my side isn't even the whole side, right? There's, God was doing all kinds of other things during that time that I don't even know about. I'm just, I, I'm only kind of aware of what he was doing through me at the time. But that this is, you know, we understand that, 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 man, memory can be, when it's not put in the, 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 that place of governship by the Holy Spirit, spirit, it is corrupted by man, and it can be used as a weapon to hold us back and to hold others people, other people's back around us that we hold in, in some kind of unforgiveness or bitterness. We don't know what, the, the, what, other, what, the, what other sides of it are. We don't know the whole truth of it. All we know is our perspective of it. And so, so memory is so powerful, though, that literally Paul said, hey, I have to forget those things behind because that's what's holding me back from apprehending the things I haven't apprehended. And here Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will bring the things back to my remembrance. Now we also know that in... um in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11, remember when, when uh, Paul is talking about what, the, what Jesus had revealed to him about um, uh, you know, the communion, taking the, 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 you know, partaking of the communion, uh, the Last Supper type of a thing, uh, with, with the body and, and, and blood of Jesus, uh, Jesus said, he goes, do this in remembrance of me. As long, as, whenever you come to the other, do this in remembrance of me. He goes, and then you'll show the Lord's death until he comes. And, and what that really means is that word to show the Lord's death until he comes means you actually reactivate um, the power of, of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection in, a, in, in, the, in manifesting it in the, in the earth until he comes. You, we actually, through the act of communion, through the act of, of putting the, you know, basically it says, do this in remembrance of me. If you see that, he says, your memory here, this is not a, just a physical act of eating some little wafer and drinking some juice or something. That's not what this physical act is about. That's the physical act is not going to do anything for you. The remembrance will actually do something. The remembrance. He goes, as often as you do this in remembrance of me. He goes, there's a remembrance that when that that's I just want you to see the power of memory here. That it can be it can be used in such a, a high, high way. When we remember things, we literally can good or bad, right? When we remember bad things, we can that the influence of that bad thing can come up into our life again. And they can begin to dominate what we're doing. It can begin to dictate how we think and feel. Well when we remember good things, how much more the things of God. He didn't design memory to be a hindrance to us. He designed memory to propel us. He designed memory to attach us to something that, that is so much greater than us. And, uh, and so to reconcile our memories is to allow the Holy Spirit to, to govern our memories. And to number one, we, and I want to, I mean, I need to wrap it up for this, this session, but I want to get into this next time is, is really like the, 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 the nature of memory and what it's designed for and what does it really mean to allow the Holy Spirit to do this because we have to we have to devalue our natural temporal based memory system and realize how fa- how flawed it is and how it's 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 trying to use our perspective to govern our life when God wants his truth and his his reality to govern our life 
But if until we actually devalue it, until we come against it, we're still like that person on the bungee wall that's trying to reach for something, but we're tethered to something literally holding us back. And that's not what memory is designed for. Memory is designed for just the opposite. And so uh, let, let's let's pray, and we'll get into this next next session. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, just for your day, for your ways. We thank you, Lord God, just for Father, God, just your ways of 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 reconciling things. Father God, back to 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 strengthen us, to edify us. And right now, we just choose to hand our memory over. Over to the Holy Spirit to give him the free reign that we say we do not have the right nor the equipment to govern our memory. We allow the Holy Spirit to do that. We just thank you, Lord God, for the revelation of what that means in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.